We know how difficult it is for um, everyone to stop smoking, but we ask people to look at the moral implications um, that um, are there because we know how how toxic tobacco growing is. Hello and very warm welcome to your Active's Health Podcast, where every week we dive into EU health policy and bring you the latest health news from Europe. I'm Giedra Pasetskita, health reporter at Euractiv, and this week we are touching a global problem, tobacco growing. According to WHO's Director General Tedros, tobacco is responsible for 8 million deaths a year, yet governments worldwide spend millions supporting tobacco farms. As today, 31st May, marks World No Tobacco Day, our health reporter Clara is talking with Rudiger Krech, WHO's Director of Health Promotion Department, on this global issue. Throughout the interview, they touch on the consequences of toxic chemicals in tobacco lands on many farmers' health and why it is important to move towards growing sustainable food crops instead of tobacco. So, hello, Rudiger Kreisch. Thanks a lot uh, for being with me on the Health Podcast this week. Um, so, you work uh, for the WHO and the reason why you're here today it's because on World No Tobacco Day, WHO urges governments to stop subsidizing tobacco farming and support more sustainable crops that could feed millions. Uh, maybe can you start uh, by detailing a bit more the link between tobacco farming and crops and how this could save a million people? Okay, thank you very much and a very good day to you. Um, so first of all, um, there's 342 million people who actually face acute food insecurity at the moment. We all know uh, th because of the war in Ukraine, the situation has worsened. Um, uh, it has gone up three times, uh, threefold um, from 2019. So there's many, many people who do not have enough to eat. The second thing is that... Um, uh, a lot of land is used for tobacco growth. Um, um, it's, it's actually um, every year um, um, an, an additional um, land, which is as big as um, Madagascar, is used for uh, tobacco growth. Um, and um, uh, despite having a decrease in tobacco use overall, is especially in Africa, uh, where the food insecurity is the greatest, there's an additional 20% in the last 10 years of land that has been used for tobacco growth. Now, tobacco growth is also extremely poisonous because of the tobacco leaves that transpires um, um, to, to the skin um, 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 as much nicotine as you would smoke in 50 cigarettes per day. So that means every person working in a tobacco field consumes as much nicotine as contained in 50 cigarettes. Now, that's, of course, bad for every person. But just imagine there's 1.3 million children as well working in tobacco fields. So for them, it's extremely, extremely poisonous. Um, also, for uh, women who are pregnant, we all know that you shouldn't smoke. Those people actually have an additional 
health risk for themselves and their babies. Now, all this is bad enough. And, and so um, we looked at this at, from a WHO's perspective um, and uh, we um, looked at why would tobacco farmers still work on tobacco? What, what are the reasons for that? There must be reasons and they are there. Um, and that is because the tobacco industry actually traps farmers uh, on tobacco into a cycle of dependency. So how does that look like? Um, at the start of the season, the tobacco industry says, oh, you need fertilizers, you need seeds, you need pesticides. Um, don't worry, don't pay us now, pay us later. It's no big deal. So go on with growing your leaves. And then at the end of the season, um, they say, okay, we now need to buy your harvest but um, you need to pay us for the seeds, the fertilizers, and the pesticides, and they determine the price. And they also determine the price of what they give people, the farmers for their tobacco leaves. And they usually say, oh, the quality of your tobacco leaves is not as high as we thought it'd be, and so therefore we don't give you price X, but uh, much less for it. So in the end of a season, Lots of farmers are trapped in, a, in debts rather than having profits. So therefore, the tobacco industry then says, oh, because you now need to pay us back, you you're in debt with us, you need to pay back um, and you need to grow, therefore, tobacco also in the next season. That's what the tobacco industry does. All right. And so uh, you've mentioned that lots of lands uh, are based mainly in Asia, Latin America and Africa. Uh, but you've been speaking as well about the tobacco industry worldwide. Uh, so does the EU also have a responsibility, even though there is uh, no uh, tobacco farming uh, in Europe? Number one, the tobacco that is consumed in the European Union is, of course, grown also in Africa. And so with every cigarette a person smokes in Europe, we need to be aware what you know, how that has been grown. And it has been grown with a lot of pesticides. It's, uh, uh, you know, environmentally extremely detrimental. And it is done in labor force um, with children and with, um, you know, uh, this um, cycle of dependency that I just outlined. So there is um, a good reason also for the European Union to um, actually be cognizant of that and for every smoker to consider twice whether you want to smoke that one cigarette that you have in front of you. And in this cycle of dependency, you've mentioned uh, that there is also the use of uh, pesticides and fertilizers in tobacco farming. I was wondering whether there is also a risk uh, for the farmer's health to use those pesticides and fertilizers? Yes, absolutely. Uh, tobacco growing needs a lot of pesticides, much more than you would find in most of the other crops. So what we are doing um, now as WHO as, um, and in partnership with the World Food Programme and the Food and Agriculture Organization of the UN is to look into that. And number one, we, as we had understood why tobacco farmers are still in tobacco, 
we said, well, can we join up and align ourselves in the United Nations system to actually meet those incentives that are given by the uh, by the tobacco industry. And yes, indeed, um, the World Food Pro- Program purchases a lot of food um, globally. And uh, so um, we have come together as UN agencies. We now work with farmers in Kenya, um, and we will work with farmers also in Zambia. Then we will move to other parts um, in Asia and in the South Americas as well to then, number one, reassure farmers that um, the World Food Programme will buy the harvest. We're working with a programme within the United Nations also to have access to microcredits, which are good ones. So where you do not pay outrageously high interest rates, but um, you, um, you know, have very decent uh, conditions to pay back microcredit loans, um, and um, so then with the FAO, we do capacity development with the individual farmers to advise them what crops to grow um, and how to do that, how to get out of this tobacco, because also the land is toxic, of course, through the pesticides and the leaves and the the, the, plant, the tobacco plants. So that needs to be reinvigorated. And so therefore, um, uh, together then with, with us, there are ways out. In the first year alone, we have proven the concept. Um, we thought, well, if we get a thousand farmers to move out in the first years, a year, we would be happy. But it actually is more than 2,000 farmers who immediately said, oh, there's a chance for me to get out of tobacco. Let us do this. Um, there's another 5,000 farmers lining up for it now, just in the next season. So we can see that uh, we are able to sustain this moving out of tobacco for farmers. Every farmer who wants that can do this now. There's a revolving fund that we've created through this. Um, and so it works. Um, so it's it's actually a wonderful story from us as, as the, the United Nations system. Okay, so if I got it right, even though uh, there's a need for pesticides and fertilizers in crops, uh, they are less dangerous, less risky. Uh, than the one used uh, for the tobacco farming. Absolutely, much, much less. And you've also said, and that's very interesting, that these lands that were used for tobacco farming are now intoxicated uh, by tobacco. So does it mean that if we want to turn these lands into lands for crops, uh, that would be necessary to detoxicate the lands? And is it possible? Yeah, so this is um, that you then grow high iron beans on it with um, some fertilizers. You can actually do this very quickly. Um, and, and that, as I said, is a work that is supported by the Food and Agriculture Organization to advise every farmer how to do this so that it's healthy beans um, and not toxic uh, that you actually harvest. You've mentioned uh, that one uh, more than one million children actually are estimated to be working uh, in tobacco farming. Um, can we say that children are more at risk uh, to face uh, diseases uh, in their future life if they if they start working in tobacco farming at a very young age? Yeah, so it's 1.3 million children who are working in the fields. That's our estimates, which is very grounded. Um, and yes, indeed, um, 
you know, there's um, the, the, the nicotine that is actually absorbed by the skin of an equivalent of 50 cigarettes per day. Plus then there's diseases like the green leaf disease, which makes you nauseous, um, tired, um, um, you're not, co you cannot concentrate. And that also, of course, you know, is there, you know, the, these children face those, uh, those green leaf sickness um, symptoms as well. So it is extremely poisonous working in tobacco farming and for children even worse than for adults. All right. And for adults, are we talking about uh, cancer or this kind of diseases or is there any uh, study or any um, data that shows uh, what kind of diseases they're exposed to? Yeah, well, there's this green leaf sickness, um, as I just said. It's um, a disease that uh, makes you, um, you know, um, dizzy. Um, it's also because this nicotine overdose that you have every day with these 50 cigarettes plus that you actually consume just because you're working in those uh, fields. Um, um, and... Um, so um, we have not yet associated this with cancers, but indeed um, there is um, um, th th there are some studies identifying tobacco farming, you know, farmers with a lot of um, diseases as well, so chronic diseases um, at the same time. But we haven't substantiated this um, for the time being. Okay, uh, uh, listening to you, it seems like it's even more dangerous uh, to work in uh, tobacco farming than actually smoking cigarettes? <laughs> well, it is, I mean, it is extremely dangerous. I wouldn't compare it, um, but it is extremely dangerous. There's very li little, very few other farming uh, that is as dangerous as tobacco farming for, um, f for that matter. Um, so we advise every farmer just to try and get out of tobacco growth. Mm. And it seems like there is a lack of um, a lack of regulation on tobacco farming in the, in either in Africa, in Latin America, or in Asia. Yeah, indeed, and and I mean, in in addition, you asked about the EU subsidies. Um, while there's there's less so, there's also still EU f subsidies uh, or subsidies that is given by EU countries, which shouldn't be the case. Um, but then overall, globally, can you imagine we're still subsidizing this, uh, this tobacco growing uh, with billions of dollars? Um, and um, so that has to stop. The Director General of WHO has just asked all countries to stop to subsidize tobacco farming. Okay. Uh, well, thank you very much. That was really interesting. Is there anything you want to add? Something I didn't mention? You know, in the end, it, it depends on all of us. It depends on all the people still smoking tobacco to think twice, to smoke less or to quit. Um, you know, um, we know how difficult it is for um, everyone to stop smoking um, and um, it is an addiction that is very, very serious. But we ask people to look at the moral implications um, that um, are there because we know how, how toxic tobacco growing is to please consider to stop. 
If you enjoy listening to your Active's Health podcast, a friendly reminder that you can subscribe to our newsletter that comes out every Wednesday, the same weekday as our podcast. We will make sure you to keep up to date with the main EU health news. And don't forget to check other Euroactive podcasts, AgriFood Brief, Tech Brief, and Beyond the Byline. You can listen to us on all of your favorite podcast platforms. This is all from us today. Thank you for listening. We also want to hear from you. So if you want to say something, don't hesitate to drop us a line. Our email address is podcast at euroactive.com or contact us on Twitter or LinkedIn. The episode was brought to you thanks to our multimedia team. So special thanks to them and one and only Jonas Hellebeck. Thank you.